It is the Anum 365, all hits, no misses. Once again, thank you very much for listening. Thank you for joining me. I really, really do appreciate it. I appreciate all the listens. Feedback, so, so good, so, so important. And I really do like it when you guys give me feedback. Even though I say this is a dictatorship, uh, at the end of the day, the listeners are the most important thing. So I appreciate that. Uh, Today, I've got a man I have not seen in years. I, I just see his tweets. I see him trending with his threads. Uh, the very good man, Senna. Senna, how are you? I'm good, man. I'm good. How's the guy? Ah, it's good. It's good. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. I always, I always, I always watch the podcast and always listen. Um, so yeah. Shout out to you, bro. Uh-huh. I appreciate that. Glad to finally be on the platform. Oh yeah. Uh, means I'm doing something. Right. <laughs> and hey man, you, you always doing dope things. I'm just gonna I don't know why, but you've started breaking up a bit. I don't know if it's my internet connection. Can you hear me properly? Mm-hmm. I can hear you properly. I can hear okay. you properly. It okay. went for a little bit, but I mean I'm here now. Okay, we'll just sol- soldier through it. Um so Senna uh before we get into the podcast before we talk about all the dope things all the interesting things that i admittedly have very little knowledge on uh let's let's learn about you bro so tell us a little bit about yourself obviously we made adverts but before that you yeah. know where you're from all of that before vids so i was i was born and raised in Bulawayo. that's a city in zimbabwe actually uh so yeah, born and raised in Bulawa, your typical, you know, nuclear family, mom, dad, middle class type of setup. Um, I went to a high school called CBC. It's an old Christian, Christian Brothers College, Catholic school in Bulawayo. Um, and then, yeah, 20, 2013, I moved to South Africa as most youths do, came to university, uh, studied law. It wasn't initially my plan to do law. I think um, I think I wanted to do accounting, funny enough. I wanted to do accounting and go the CA route. Yeah. But maths in high school was already showing me flames. And if maths yeah. in high school was showing me flames, imagine what maths at university was going to That's what everyone does when, when, <laughs> when they struggle with, with maths and they have to come to university. They're like, oh, let's just do law. Yeah, it's just do law. Law is that thing. Yeah. Um, so yeah, luckily I was I was I was always good in like theory subjects, and that's your history, your English, your business studies, that kind of oh. stuff where you have to read and write and analyze. It's more than your practical subjects like science, physics, chemistry, math, that kind of thing. So yeah, law was just a natural sort of go-to career, and then I did law at Vits. Four years soon, I think. Yeah, but we made it bits. We made it bits. Yeah. And then, yeah, man, that's that's been the journey. That's been the journey. Graduated 2016. That's when I finished. And then I got articles in Cape Town mm-hmm. uh, at a, at an IP firm in Cape Town uh, in Century City. And then I moved to Cape Town 2017. Uh, did my articles two years, and I've been doing this IP law thing since then. Dope. Okay. That's just so, that's, that's me. General background. General. Background. Yeah. No. No. That's dope. That's dope. Um. So tell me. Um. When you were in in varsity, because 
we get in final year we we pick our our electives um did you pick yeah. ip i did i did mm. um i always actually just off the bat i picked one of the first electives i chose it was it was like an easy sort of choice for me. funny enough though it wasn't my highest mark it was one of my lowest marks yeah um, it often happens like I that think, <laughs> yeah i don't for some reason i don't know the exam the exam just showed me things that maybe i just wasn't ready at the time to like understand the concepts as well as i should have i passed obviously but not as well as i i would have wanted to mm. and not as well as i did in other courses so i did mm. ip as like a, a a final year elective and that was kind of like the jump that i needed to get into to get an interest into the field so what what particularly about it interest because i think when i also did ip and for me what i what i really just found interesting particularly like the more we moving into like digital and the more people are like creating digitally there's yeah. always these questions of who owns what um is this a copyright mm-hmm. is it a patent is it a trademark so i i mean i always found that particularly interesting because i think ownership is is, is so important so what yeah. about it made you um, interested the cases i won't even lie and say but i think the case law in ip is different from from most areas of law and i'll say this just because it it, it often turns so much on what you perceive something to be so i can put two trademarks close to each other two pairs of sneakers yeah. and i can say Nguli, do you think these look the same? If if they look, you may say, well, they're similar, but surely they can coexist in the marketplace. And then someone else will come and say, oh, they don't look similar at all. And then someone else will come and say, no, they look exactly the same. So the case law, kind of how, you know, how it works with creative industries where one person's work is influenced by another person and how that works and how that creates something new and how that's regulated. The stories behind it is it's also fascinating and we will always see we see ip everywhere literally you'd be driving down the freeway and there's the billboard and you're like oh okay but can you use that if pep's already using it? can you use those colors if mtn's already using it you know stuff like that so you, you start asking yourself questions and that's exactly how it happened for me i think you you see a pair of sneakers in a shop and you're like well how's adidas getting away with making sneakers that look like yeah. Air Force ones when Nike has Air Force Ones, you get what I mean? And mm-hmm. then it was easy for me to just get into into practice like that. No other area of law interested me as much, I'll say. Mm. Yeah. I think what's, what's interesting or what what's annoying for me is how subjective it can be, like like what you just said. And and I think there were cases in, in law, I'd look at them and I'd be like, ah, oh, but... Come on guys, how can this be 40 pages? It's very clearly these two things are the same thing, but yeah. you know, the judge would I just it, it's a weird thing. And I want to ask also, do you think that like now you use the example for example if if Adidas was doing Air Force Ones and you you'd be wondering how how are they getting away with this? Is it so much that they're getting away with it? or that the other party just hasn't pursued them? They could be getting away with it on small technicalities, on like legal legal technicalities, like small little legal stuff where it says, I'll make this example, right? 
me and you can have the exact same name for a business so you can have the anim as a podcast that'll be in a certain class and then i can then decide okay i want to actually make the anim but what i'm going to do is i'm going to open a law firm and on it the anim law you yeah. know what i mean yeah 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 It's, I mean but that's, that's kind of, yeah it's completely different but there won't be any confusion but I mean when they're they are the same you know confusion sorry in the same space and then you can you can literally get away with it and if even if they are in the same space you can literally mm-hmm. get away with it on a small technicality like um I always make the example of the Kit Kat chocolate mm. right mm. Kit Kat had the four finger the four finger slap and then someone else came and started making the four finger slap okay they got away with it because the court in in the in the EU said KitKat the only reason why KitKat chose that particular shape is because to is to make it easier to break not necessarily because they want it to be different from any other product out there you are interesting mean? yeah i i know so they said because it serves like a technical function mm. And that's like the little things that it can turn on. So you may have your design on a sneaker and have a certain kind of grip thing underneath, right? A certain pattern underneath. And then I'll come and I'll copy the exact same pattern and the court will say no, the reason why you chose it is because you just want the grip to be better, not because you want to have any stylistic sort of feature on it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So judges can go through a whole 40 page thing and just analyze each and every single one of those concepts. Mm, mm. So then taking it a little bit backwards. So then you do your articles. Do you are you, did you yeah. do the articles at the same firm you're currently working at? No, no, no. So I did my articles at a firm called Insidels. Uh it's a It's the biggest IP firm outside of Gauteng, but I think in the broader scheme of South Africa, they're a medium-sized law firm. Um, so it's 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 that's where I kind of got exposed to the practical side of intellectual property. So, so how can you, you take me a little bit through registering that? trademarks? So, like for example, registering a trademark, the whole yeah. procedure that happens at the trademarks office. So they teach us all of that. Um, before you actually choose a trademark, before you choose a name for your business. Uh, the best thing you do is the first thing you do is to do a search and they teach you how to do the search to see if there are any trademarks that are similar to yours so it's just the practical stuff they teach you about litigation so during articles that's the kind of stuff that I was I was working in um, the actual practicing of intellectual property law um, it was fun it was interesting it was challenging at times because it's different um, the one thing I will say is so IP in in the context of South African law exists like in a separate sort of bubble on its own. So yeah. on top of the four board exams that everyone writes, mm-hmm. we have our own seven board exams. Seven? Yeah, seven. seven. Shit. I think I've only, I've only done like five. I'm still able to do that. Yeah. <laughs> um, there's a separate seven board exams, which they try and get you to do within the two years. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine? Yeah, struggle that you have to go through. The four are already hard enough. Yeah, yeah. So that that was the journey, and then uh, finished articles. Um, left then my you firm. Went to consult. Reasons that. Yeah. No, no, no. Then I went to Swatetang instead of Bosch. Okay. Um, 
I'll come, I'll come back to talk about African salt just now. I'm going to swipe to Tony's sister in Bush, and now I'm pushing sort of African salt most of the time. It's full time, basically. Um, African salt was Paul's idea, which he started when I was in Boston. It must have been like second or third year. Who's Paul? African salt. Paul Kaseki. Yes. Uh, one of our lecturers. Yes, I remember. He, he also tutored me a bit. <laughs> yeah, he was a tutor, brains of admin law. Um, mm. Crazy guy. I don't understand yeah. how anyone likes admin. But anyways, <laughs> it was <laughs> it was his idea. Um, he kind of brought me in when I was in third year, I think, just to shadow, job shadow him and, and be like his intern in a way, an assistant. Uh, so I did that while I was actually still um, in, in, in school. Yeah. Uh, then I, I graduated, but you know that when you start articles, it's a very stupid rule. I don't know why they maintain it to now. You can't have any other commercial. Um, it's thing. the worst. It's Occupation. the stupidest rule. It. It's... I, I never understood that. I think I never I think, understood that. So I think that one rule they're just waiting for someone to challenge it because I don't because I think if if it's actually challenged. But then again, maybe the judges are also going to be conservative about that. But I feel like that thing is, they're just leaving it and waiting for someone to challenge it and then get it overturned. Because it, it seems like an, an, an unfair restraint, restraint of trade, in, in my opinion. I mean, I've had to also like leave the business because of, because of that exact rule, you know? It's yeah. ridiculous. So I literally had to take... Because I, I remember at the time when I was in final year, Paul was really pushing the, the, the consultancy, African Consult, and um, you'd have seminars, workshops, where you talk about admin law, technology law, privacy law, and all these things, which was cool. Uh, and there was sort of a momentum, it was gathering momentum, everything was going great. And then I sort of had to take a back seat because, yeah. you know, obviously now you're doing articles, now I'm actually employed by someone I can't be seen to be too involved in other business any other business yeah. which is crazy because it's not like they pay you an insane amount of money while you're doing your articles <laughs> silly mm. right um, and then yeah I did my articles and then after articles I went to work at a firm in Stellenbosch uh, for a year and then now I'm kind of back on the ground basically putting it all into it again Okay, so okay, so right now you're practically full time at African Salt. Yeah, practically, practically. So then, so then, what makes African Salt different, and what do you guys do? Not a law firm, first of all. I think that's that's important, and oh. and, and I'll explain. Maybe you you'll understand it, but maybe people that 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 you know haven't been in a law firm environment um, may not get. The first thing is the costs. So the way fees and all those things are dealt. Law firm, they charge you when you walk through the door and they start counting time. Minute by minute, time minute is money. Minute by minute, time is money. And then they send you an invoice uh, taking your phone call. Like literally, I've worked at, at all the firms I've worked at now, you literally, you, you bill answering your phone. Do you answer, do you take a call? Yes, I did. So bill it. Did of you call something? Hey, lawyers are scam artists. What do you think? We, 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 we charge you for, for every little thing, every piece of paper we print on, every Everything. minute. I, 
we peruse your documents. Perusing your documents. Here's the thing. I literally, you send me an email. I go yeah. through it five minutes. I'm like, okay. I go into the system. I bill it. And I'm charging you. Uh, let me see. If my hourly rate at my previous firm was about 1.7, the minimum I could charge for something like 300 rand mm. or going through something for five minutes. Yeah. Now, you don't know this as a client, but with each call, like each email that you're asking me something, I'm putting that into finance. Well, you, finance. You, should, you should disclose that because otherwise <laughs> clients get a bigger bill and then, I mean, in your fierce so investment thing, because then they get a bigger bill and then they don't want to pay. But here's the trick. It's all in the, so they send you this, these terms of engagement. The moment you send the first email, we'll send you terms of engagement and then you accept the terms of engagement yeah most people don't read them let's be honest because it's usually like a five-page document which tells you that we reserve the right to charge you for every little bit that's not our fault it's their fault for not reading. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i guess so i guess so so what i'm, what I'm just trying to say i guess i'm coming to the end of it if we're going to draft an, a, a contract in africans it'll be different than when you go to a law firm because one we're not going to say okay, it took me 10 hours to draft this contract, so I'm charging you 10,000 rands. So it's, it's a package that's packaged for you specifically that will help you manage your costs, but you also know what to expect. You know mm. that this is what I'm purchasing. I'm, I'm purchasing a contract from these guys for this much. Um, it's gonna cost you 2,000 and something rands, then you know that it's unchanged. Regardless of how many questions you have in between, regardless of how many issues come up how long it takes me it's i think it's, it's an i think they, charging people by times an outdated sort of way of going about it and we're gradually going to see a lot of organizations move away from time charges and time sheets and all those things and we're going to see more packaged work so i'll make an example to file a trademark i would probably charge about 2590 right mm -hmm. that's just a set fee It'll depend on obviously the number of trademarks. If there's more trademarks, then the cost will go up. But that's it's packaged in a way that makes it easier for you to manage other aspects of your business. Sure. So, so then let me let, let me understand this. So then, since you're not a law firm, but you're all attorneys, what sort and so what sort of I'm assuming obviously then you guys don't handle litigation. No. So then you no. just handle I mean, litigation and um, what's the other can, one called? Um, litigation, I'm not sure what, what the other things, but I just know, so for example, with a litigation matter, if you come and you say, I've got a dispute with XYZ who's now using my name, yeah. I can give you the advice and tell you how my, what my legal opinion is and I can consult mm. for you and tell you, look, It'd be best advised to approach this guy and try to settle. We can help you negotiate the settlement mm. and whatever. Um, or alternatively, if you think it, it should go to trial, I know certain people and I know people in law firms that would be willing to take that on. So I can act as a middleman in that regard. Mm. So okay. I can connect people to law firms. I can connect people to different guys in the industry mm. that I know that, okay, he handles criminal law. He handles family law. Um, if you want something that will go to trial, yeah. Dope, dope. Okay, so then um, I'm gonna I wanna ask you a 
about something that I've been trying. I've actually, to be honest, to be honest, honest, I've only seen it in passing, so I haven't done <clears throat> all the all the readings I probably should have. But it's particularly with um, Shoma Josie and, and and Burner Boy. Have you been able to look into that? Shoma Josie and Burner Boy. Uh, Burner Boy would be him copying Fela Kuti, is it? <laughs> the guy that always copying <laughs> Fela Kuti. That one. <laughs> That one, <laughs> that guy, that guy. That guy. So, 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 my understanding of it is, is that um, yeah. there's a remix of a song that that Shoma Josie is on, and she then submitted that for an award, but it looks like it wasn't properly cleared with the with the relevant people. So the other artists, being Burner Boy's team, because I don't think Burner Boy himself handles the, the the administrative stuff like that. So then Burner Boy's team woo, says my internet connection is unstable. Or oh, I still have you there. You have me. You have me. Oh, okay, cool. So Burner Boy's team then had then had it removed from all the from all the platforms because of a publishing right and then Shoma Josie got mad saying that this is this is bullying and all of that and look my initial take from that is that Shoma Josie did the song John Cena and that song was actually infringing on on the IP rights of WWE and 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 the person John yeah. Cena but then John Cena being a nice guy he said yeah. now nah, let it go this chick is from Africa you know let, let, let her use my name yeah. so, so so then the WWE couldn't couldn't pursue litigation in, in that respect so then I think yeah. that that uh, that scenario has made her think that publishing rights and IP rights don't apply to her I don't know what's your take on that. You think you think it's a trend? Um, mm. She was she she definitely infringed on that WWE trademark. Hundred percent, and and, and, yeah. and 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 she wasn't held accountable for that, which is why and she I wasn't think held. That, you know. Yeah, um, she's just lucky that John Cena was like no, but it was it was a a, a straightforward case of uh, trademark infringement and passing off. Mm. So you pass off your trademark as if you're associated with a certain brand. And by that, you're also infringing on a registered trademark. WWE has registered John Cena. Yeah. Um, I think because she thought she could get away with that, and it it would have been a case of bullying had WWE actually come after her. But even if it was bullying, she was still in the wrong. Yeah. Um, Even if she's doing so now, it doesn't mean that no one else is entitled to take action against you in the future. You know. So at the end of the day, uh, like with the Burner Boy, she is in the wrong. She's in the wrong. You will cough up. Last week about Connie Ferguson in Nivea. She she started publishing. Um, she started producing. You know the Connie uh, shower gel and lotion, but it was packaged almost exactly like Nivea. The colors, yeah. the design overall color scheme generally and it was also found like literally on the shelf together when Nivea came after and Nivea a big like skincare company they're like one of the biggest in the world yeah. when they did that the feedback from social media and what Connie themselves and, and Connie Ferguson herself said was oh I'm being bullied by a big brand a big multinational you know why are they bullied 
Yeah. Like, no, but at the end of the day, you were wrong, you were wrong. It's not a yeah. case of bullying. It's a, it's yeah. a case of copying. It's a case of right. Because actually, she's, because my view is that she's actually the one who's being the bully because she's trying yeah. to, yeah, like, you know, pass off or, or build on other people's hard work and then profit from it without. Exactly without actually giving them what's due to them, which in this case would obviously be money. Mm. Yeah, yeah. And then what what you have is a case where people, so especially in the music industry, that's where it's a bit tricky. So in the music industry, a lot of people feel that a certain amount of copying should be allowed and a certain amount of sampling should be allowed. And the question that always comes up is, okay, to what extent can I sample? To what extent can I copy? Um, to what extent would that be considered copyright infringement? Because, you know, people always say, well, there's no beat that's never been heard before. Every beat comes from another beat. Every beat is influenced from something. Everything, so they look at music and music production as like layers that I create something that you come and you create the next thing and then I create the next thing. I create the next thing. It's not necessarily you know, each, each and every single one of us are going to sit down and think of an entirely new beat. Something goes from somewhere. So there will always be arguments from artists that they should be allowed to sample to some extent. Mm. And then if someone else comes back and says, no, but no, why are you doing that? That's when cries of bullying, cries of using IP to, you know, close down or, you know, silence or whatever, trump down smaller artists mm. comes in yeah i think what i've what i found very interesting recently um <clears throat> from what you've done so you've i think it's every thursday or uh, where you do your ip threads where you yeah. where you like expand on a particular scenario basically it's like you're summarizing case law in, in, in a sense case law yeah so so can yeah. you take take me through what those threads are and why you you thought you should do that um so actually let me just start away when i started doing so what i'd randomly do is during articles right i'd come across come across different cases and then i'd post something on my whatsapp story for example and i'd be like um something like this remote and that remote are they similar type of thing um and then yeah. people would be like uh yeah some people be like no and then i'm like oh people actually pay attention to these things and they have an opinion and they take interest in ip issues and then with time i just started posting random stories right like like slides basically on the whatsapp stories um of cases i'm like oh so the story begins here and then this is the company this happened the court said this and then i get so many comments from people explaining why they think the opposite it's not lawyers by the way like it's yeah even like my mom, my mom doesn't have a law degree, neither does my dad, my dad's a science person, but they all read them and they'll be like, no, but I think this and I think that. Um, and everyone kind of has like an opinion. Yeah. And then I, with time, I, I was like, oh, okay, people actually like this, people pay attention to these. So let me start posting them more often. And I started doing that. And then more, more often became weekly on my whatsapp was well, still on my whatsapp because i was mm. like skeptical about how will people receive these will people even care about these will anyone pay attention to these yeah um and then one of my colleagues at africonsult tabani was like you know dude i'm gonna post this on twitter uh so he just gave me that push to like, yeah. come on 
So I was very skeptical about Twitter because you know, like Twitter as a platform is very, it's a very weird sort of space. You know, it's it very can, aggressive, can, unnecessarily. It's very aggressive, unnecessarily, and can be very toxic and negative. Yeah. Um, you know, and some some people can handle the criticism well, um, but I was just like, you know, I, I could post these, and then someone would be like, ah, this is not what I came on Twitter to see. So oh, they must unfollow you if that's not what they came to see. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but literally, yeah, you get you get comments like that. And then mm. um I posted one and then everyone sort of like, oh okay, this is interesting, more of this content, please. And I'm like, oh okay, cool, it's it's well received. Uh so I'd already been doing them on my Instagram. Um Instagram course Instagram WhatsApp because it's a smaller sort of following. It's more controlled. Whoever yeah. follows you, the ones who see it. Yeah. Um Whereas with Twitter, a retweet can lead to a retweet, can lead to a retweet. Next thing is being seen by thousands of people, most of whom yeah. you don't know. Yeah. Um, and then I kept doing them more. And then I did the one on Solomon Linda and The Lion Sleeps Tonight. Um, yeah. The song, right? Uh, that one really took off. Like, uh, I had people, even celebrities, were even like, oh, this is good stuff. Like, like oh, okay, cool. This is, this is, this is taken off. Um, and then it became a thread like hashtag IP Thursdays and then I have people that actually look forward to them and if I don't post it by lunchtime I've got my friends texting me like yo dude you know what's up so basically it's a sam- it's a summary it's case summaries of you know cases that happen in intellectual property be it patent law copyright law um, trademark law I summarize the case and then I just try and break down legal concepts which would otherwise be technical and hard to explain and I break yeah. it down and I'm saying okay this is actually what it means in short uh, I try to make it as fun and enjoyable as possible add some memes fun examples um, and then I just say okay this is what the court decided what do you guys think and then you'll be surprised you hear a lot of opinions especially when I do ones on music yeah I did one on Pharrell and Marvin Gaye Mm-hmm. Uh, Farrell and the Robin Thicke had sampled uh, Marvin Gaye's "Got to Give It Up." I think they made they made blurred lines with the song. They made the song. Okay. Sorry. Uh, blurred lines was then subject to a copyright infringement suit from Marvin Gaye's family because they yeah, said, "Well, yes. you've literally copied our song. Like it sounds the same." And the funny thing is, the re- the, re- the reaction that I get from people so varied. A lot of lawyers would be like, yeah, no, that's copyright infringement. It sounds the same. And then you talk to musicians and creatives and they're like, no, all he did was sample a song. These songs are completely different. And the stuff like that, where you get conversation going and I was like, oh, okay, you know, IP Thursday should definitely be a thing. So I've been doing them more frequently. So Tom, do you, in terms of like the law, do you think, where do you think we have to draw the line? Like, do you think that like should we should just be able to copy should you think that because because i think it's very different to when you're a lawyer it's it's about protecting rights enforcing rights making sure you give people the the best possible advice so that i mean they avoid litigation and that they're as protected as as possible but removing you from the lawyer element of it where do you think the line should be should there be a line or if those two remotes are the same and all of that um, so first of all, I must say, there's nothing wrong with copying, right? Um, 
whether or not you're copying, especially in copyright um, instances, so copyright works are creative works. There's nothing wrong with with drawing inspiration from a creative work. The the issue becomes when it goes too far, you know. So there, there should be an element where you when you say, okay, have I applied my mind to this? Have I actually put in the work to make this a distinctive work? Have I done enough? Like I think that's something that everyone should ask themselves. Have I done enough to set myself apart from what's already there? If the answer is no, then you kind of have to go back. You're most likely guilty of copyright infringement. But if you feel like you have done enough, and that, that's not enough in terms of quantity. I mean, you can write 500 pages. If you copy 10 pages in a book out of the 500, if the plot, the main plot line is in those 10 pages, you're still infringing because yeah. you know, that's the important part. So have you actually applied your mind to the important parts of what you create? And I don't think, I'm not averse to copying. I think copying should be a lot. I think that's the only way industries grow. But I do think at the end of the day, as, as creatives, as inventors, as whoever, we kind of then have to say, okay, I need to put in the effort. I need to make my work more distinctive from what's already out there. So I'm, I'm, I think copying should be allowed. I'm, I'm, I'm for it, but I think in a controlled manner. It has to be mm. in a controlled manner. Okay, all right. So yeah. you've got a podcast also. Um, yeah. So what, what's that about? What's it called? What's it about? Uh, hashtag six foot weights. Uh, so basically, so me and my, me and my friend Tabo, um, we're actually finding out if we haven't lived in the same uh, cities for like 11 years. He moved, he moved away from Laoyo in 2009. Uh, but in any event, so we just decided, oh, okay, he lives in Dubai, by the way. I live in Cape Town, Dubai, and decided, oh, a podcast, let's try something. You know, let's, let's give people something that they can also, it was during the beginning of lockdown. People are sitting at home. A lot of people are bored. And let's, let's just talk about random things that go through people. Even if it's just something we saw on Twitter trending before. Uh, let's talk about it. So we did that. And then, yeah, that's when we came up with the Six Foot Weights podcast. Um, six Foot, because he's six foot tall, and I'm the guy who has weights at home. And I <laughs> okay. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So then we we went with that. So we talk about everything. We talk about relationships. We talk about football. We talk about life in general. Um, career guidance, if you want. Marriage counseling, if people want it. Um, a whole lot of topics. Um, a whole bunch of interesting things. So yeah, it's 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 interesting. People should check it out. You should check it out. Um, no, definitely check it out. I I I admittedly haven't had a chance yet. But I know yeah. that, but I've been seeing it. I think, you know, you know, it would probably also help. You should post some like snippets of it just so that okay. I, I, I get a, I get a reminder <laughs> to check out this content. Get a reminder content. on the Twitter streets. Yeah, but Twitter I mean, it's, it's, yeah, it's interesting stuff. I remember yesterday we were just having a conversation about private schools, public schools. Uh, it might not be a big thing in South Africa, but um, in Zimbabwe, the distinction and the quality in, in schooling between private schools and, and public schools has, has grown. The economic situation, the gap has sort of only widened yeah. with time. So we're just having a conversation about, oh, okay, is that like still an important thing? Is, is, is it a, 
you know, is it is it is it important to send your kid to a private school? Does it give them any advantages in life? So we talk about a whole lot of things. I'll definitely check that out. Oh, it's called Six. Yeah. Actually, well, let me let, let me subscribe um, now. And this is also to yeah, my yeah, listeners. Yeah. This is a, a reminder to also subscribe to mine and this one because six, six foot weights. Six foot weights because I literally always forget to tell people to subscribe. So I need to constantly remind. Okay, done. I've subscribed. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, work. so, so, how do you record your episodes? You also record them via Zoom or something like that. Yeah, so we we get on a Zoom call. It's actually quite interesting. We get on a Zoom call. Mm-hmm. Um, so the Zoom recording itself isn't actually why to release. Okay. So the Zoom recording is for the purposes of the call, and then just in case something happens to the actual recording, so we record with our phones. Ah. So we show. Um, take a phone, I switch my voice memo app on, and then we talk. The quality is actually great if we do it that way, and then we talk. It is. And afterwards, yeah. we literally just layer the audio on each other, and then it just sounds like a proper conversation. Mm. I think that's dope so because then you, you eliminate the the struggle of an unstable internet connection, for example. Like, yeah. That's very clever. Yeah, because yeah. um, also, we were just uh, initially, when I wanted to get a mic and kind of do it you know the whole serious thing formal way and then we looked at mic prices and i was like it's unnecessary i think good content will speak for itself Mm. yeah so then we're just like no let's just give it a shot with our phones and then we'll keep the zoom recording like a backup just in case you know something happens Um, so we just save them and then that's how we we get it done it's always interesting because people always ask how do you guys record a podcast in opposite sides of the world like no, yeah. you do it, get it done. I like that, and I, and I like it. I like that you use your phones. I mean, because you and I did speak before. I think you wanted to know how to get on the platforms, and then yeah, that's when I suggested yeah. Anchor because I think Anchor works really well. But I think what's 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 interesting and and what, like I always encourage people is that like just using the resources you have at your disposal is so important. Like a mic uh, is is like like not really critical. My, my, I'm using a mic right now, but a lot of the time I feel like it's just for aesthetic purposes, you know. Because <laughs> it's for the aesthetics. It, it's for, for the, the aesthetics. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's 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 for the promo because literally I, mean, I recorded 150 episodes, even more, yeah. just on my phone. Yeah. I mean, imagine now you're going to come listen to a podcast and the guy says, tune in to my visual. He doesn't even have a mic. You're like, ah, my chief. What kind of podcast? <laughs> hey, man, you got to make people happy. you got to make people happy. Yeah. But I must say, I've enjoyed listening to the Adam. I've enjoyed listening to your podcast and the way you kind of opened up about all your experiences, the things you've been through right up until, you know, even finishing law school. That, that stuff's been encouraging. Because I think we've all, you know, we've all gone through stuff in life where you're like, yes, us. Especially in a law firm environment where you're like, hey, yeah, boy, yeah, yeah, and you. But yeah, it's, it's, it's. <laughs> I appreciate, I appreciate it very yeah, much. Yeah, man, it's been great. It's been great. I appreciate that very much. Um, Sena, I think this has been a very fun episode. I've, I've enjoyed it. Um, where can people find you? People can find me on. On social media um, and that's on Twitter Facebook and Instagram 
Uh, Twitter and Instagram is at Senamisomoyo. It's, it's just the same as my full name. I'm on both platforms. No underscore, no numbers, no funny characters. It's just the way it is. Um, on Facebook, it's Senamisomoyo as well. That's my full name and surname. Um, and yeah, tune in every Thursday. Hashtag IP Thursday. Uh, I'll be posting an IP, excuse me, an IP story. It's it's interesting. Um, I try to always, you know, try something different with them every week. You know, just yeah. to get people to pay attention, just get people listening. Um, check out our website at the African South Firmos. It's sorry, it's just AfricanSouthFirm.com. Um, we're also on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, African South Firm. And if you need legal advice, you need to find a trademark, you need copyright protection, you need to you know, protect your rights in any ways, uh, don't hesitate to hit me up on any of those platforms or send me an email at senna at africansouthfirm.com. Yeah. Beautiful. I think... Um... Kuyasha Media might be hitting you up at some point because we need to start protecting our IP in, in, in the various ways we've we've, we've yeah. registered, but I think we can do better. And I think you know we try to keep try to keep the money within the circle, you know. So I think I think oh, that's yeah. very important. <laughs> um, I, I saw I read I saw a tweet I think a post from was it Issa Rae the other the other day where it's, it's, it's always very profound in the sense that you know as, as young black entrepreneurs we're always trying to network up. And oh yeah. We're trying to network, you know, to the side. Like with yeah. you know, it's the guys yeah. that you went to school with, it's the guys that you learned to, it's the guy that you know from wherever. You know, those are the people that will help grow our businesses, those are the people that will help, you know, fund our hustle. You know, it's not necessarily not I won't say kissing us because that's a that's a bad sort of term <laughs> to put it in. Yeah. Kissing us at the CEOs or wherever, wherever. No, it's 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 here. That's where it starts. I, I, I agree 200%. Um, yeah, I agree 100%. That's a beautiful note to actually end the podcast on. Thank you very much for being on the podcast. I really, really do appreciate it. Going to check out no, your thank podcast. thank you for having me. Dope. So it thank is you. the Anum 365. All hits, no misses. Thank you very much for joining, man. Sure, sure, man. Thank you so much.